Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Today we start a new series, uh, Carrying the Torch. Uh, it's time that we get on fire, that we have the fire of God within us. And, and that's it. to me, that's, that's what's, what it's all about. Uh, okay, it's hard for me to start off uh, in the middle, so let me just try and say this, that you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, he's still my friend, uh, and we were talking about meeting with God, like being with God. And uh, he was kind of a formal guy, and he said to me, he said, you know, when you, you meet God, it's like meeting the president. You know, you, you, you want to, you dress up, you look really good, you, you salute him, you shake his hand. You, it's a formal thing, and it's very important. You need to have a great deal of respect for him and and I said, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't disagree. I understand you need to have a great respect for him. At the same time, if the president was my dad, if he was my dad, I'd run up to him and I'd hug him and I'd hold him and he'd take me in his arms and he'd talk to me. And his desire for me, my father's desire for me is for, is, is for, for greatness. Uh, I know that when I, my kids were born, I just want them to excel. I want them to have a better life than me. I want to give them everything I possibly could give them and more. Uh, I, even last night, I remember talking to Carolyn, telling her how, like, as a dad, I just long to, to, to do everything I can for them. And sometimes I feel like I've failed. My, my heart is just to, to see them not make the same mistakes that I did, not do the same things that I did that were not helpful. And so my heart sometimes grieves uh, when, when I don't see them uh, like just being the best. I'm not mad at them. I just want the best for them. How much more our Heavenly Father has that feeling for us. He wants the best for us. He wants us to have the best of everything. Like Meaning He wants us to be like just so empowered and living a life of overcoming this life. He, he doesn't want to see us sad. Now, I'm not talking about name it, claim it, or prosperity or anything like that. I'm talking about the heart of God. The heart of God is to see you have life and life more abundantly. To see your life overflowing. You know, even, even what uh, 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 Teresa just uh, shared you know, my cup overflows. Thou preparest the table. He prepares the table in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. He wants the best for us. Can I get an amen? He wants the best for you. Now, if you've had kids, I want you to remember when your kid was, say, around, say, four or five years old, okay? Four or five years old. And you, and you, like, said to them, uh, hey, I have, like, I have some cookies for you. You want some cookies? How many kids, like, turn that down? It's like, yeah, I want it. I want, I want it. You know, and they're going after it. Matter of fact, sometimes you have to hold them off from eating too many. Because if you keep giving it to them, they'll keep eating it, right? They, you know, when you say, hey, you want something? Yes! How many how many, if, if this kid, if your child has ever done this, I will be the most amazed person in the world. I want you to raise your hand if this, if this has ever happened. 
that your, four, your, your five-year-old kid, four-year-old kid, you say, hey, you want some cookies? And they say to you, no, I don't deserve it. I haven't really lived well for you, so I don't deserve those cookies, so, so I can't have them. No kid does that, yeah? No kid does that. I mean, even if the kid, even if your kid has been like rebellious for a week, you know, and, it, and, and, and they've just been just disobeying you all week, and you say, you want some cookies? And they, no, I've been rebellious all week, and I haven't really, you know, lived the way you want me to live, so I don't, I don't deserve those cookies from you. They just don't think that way. That's why the Bible says, the Bible says, and Jesus says, you must receive the kingdom like a child. Because I don't know how many times I've seen people, you know, God wants to pour out blessings. He wants to pour out His Spirit on you. He wants to pour out His stuff on you. And you go, I don't deserve it, God. That's sometimes how we think. I, I've got to do this, this, and this. Then I can get it, God. Then, then I can receive what you have for me. See, see how kind of foolish that is? God wants us to be like a child, yeah? He wants us to receive like a little child. And so today I want to talk about this, this torch, this fire that God wants to give us. I mean, in Acts chapter uh, 1, he says, basically, he says uh, to them, I'll just read that one verse. He says, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends the gift. He pro- the gift, cookies. Okay, it's a little better than cookies, but it's gift. Receive the gift I ha- he has for you. Um, that I told you before. John baptized in water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit and fire, if I could say it that way. He wants to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to start yelling probably so you want to turn me down. Also, it feels a little warm in here. How many are, are you warm in here or is it just me? We're a little warm. Maybe turn up the air conditioning a bit. It's going to get, it's going to, we're talking about fire. It's going to get hot in here. Anyways, no... Did I ever tell you that story about the guy? Uh, there's two, uh, this is a true story. My friend was a pastor in, in the States and they had this like, uh, this kind of a prophetic evangelist there. And in the first gathering, he was like, if you stay, you know, in the, in the next service, I really sense that fire's going to come. That fire's going to come. <laughs> so, so my friend was in, the, in his office and they already started the, the gathering and, and, and my friend starts walking down the aisle and he gets to the front and he, he says, man, it smells like fire in here. And he looks up and inside the speaker was literal fire. It was on fire. There was electrical problem. And he's, saying the, he's like saying to the uh, evangelist, hey, fire, fire. He's like, yes, there's fire coming. There's there was real fire there. But I really believe that God wants to pour out fire. He wants us to be carriers of that flame. See, once Jesus left this earth and the Holy Spirit came, it's basically called the age of the Holy Spirit. This is the time of the Holy Spirit. And if, if we ever need power and strength uh, to overcome things in this world, it's now. Amen? And if, if the world ever needs anything from us, it's the power of God to show them that we can overcome the world. Can I get an amen? 
Now last week or two weeks ago, I mentioned this verse, and I'm kind of staying on this verse, but going in a different direction, and you'll understand in a minute. And that is, Jesus said this. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, and that the blind will see, and the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. And, 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 and so when we look at Jesus... We have to understand that, that Jesus is our example. He came to earth. He came to earth to die for us so that we could have salvation. But he also came to this earth to show us how we as human beings can walk this earth in submission to God. And, and, and if we walk like that, we will walk like Jesus. And so Jesus wants us to walk like him. And so here he's saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me. And we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. But he, it says he's anointed me for what? To set the captives free, to proclaim, and to deliver. And, and, and he's, he's not just saying it. It's, you know, I'm sure you've met guys. I'm sure you've met people in your life uh, who have, like, promised things, and then they don't deliver. You know, like they say things, but then they don't, they, they don't have the ability to do. And Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus said, listen, I've come to, you know, heal the sick and, and the lame and, the, and, and set the captives free. And he did it. Like, he did it. He prayed for the sick and they got well. And I, if you have not had that experience, trust me, you need that experience. And if you haven't had that experience, go back to the first verse I read and wait until you receive the power from on high. It is nothing. There is nothing more exciting. Uh, I remember praying for this guy who was deaf and, and, and he got his hearing back. And he was like so like, he was like, whoa. Like he was like blown away. And he, he's standing there and he, he's like just amazed that he could hear. And I'm just like laughing. And I'm like, isn't this awesome? For me, it was like exciting. It was thrilling. He was just amazed. And, and, and God has called us. All right. God has called us to be filled with fire and power so that we, too, will walk in the same way that Jesus walked. Can I get an amen? Yeah, he wants us to do that. And so in, I want us to just walk kind of through the beginning of Jesus's ministry and look at what what got him to the place where he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me that's that's kind of what we're going to do over the next three weeks we're going to look at kind of the the order and what happened to him for us it started out with John the Baptist John the Baptist said what he said in Matthew chapter 4, he said, I baptize you in water, or with water, uh, those who report, the, uh, excuse me, they repent from their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming, and he will baptize you at the, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John, John's uh, admonition to us, or John's declaration to us, is to repent and turn to God and be baptized, and then what will happen? There'll be another one who comes who baptizes you in fire. And so as we look, we look at this thing, we see that Jesus kind of went through like three things to get to this place, or he went through two things, and then, and then he was in the place in order to carry out his mission. And it was first, he was baptized. And then second, he was tested. And then right after he was tested, that's when he stood up and he read this verse and he was able to carry out the ministry. So we're going to talk about those things uh, uh, in the next few weeks. 
Uh, Matthew chapter 3 is this discussion. Today we want to concentrate on his baptism. It says Jesus, Matthew chapter 3, let me use my glasses so I can actually see it. He went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, so why are you coming to me? And Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires, or God's righteousness. And so John agreed to baptism and baptize him. And after his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water. The heavens were open. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove uh, and settling on him. And the voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, in whom I'm well pleased, or who brings me great joy. So we see some things in this, and I, I want to talk about this. And the first thing, we obviously see Jesus gets baptized. Now, unlike us, Jesus didn't really need to be baptized for the repentance of sin since he didn't have any sin. But it's interesting that he does it anyways. And why does he do it? Because I said, he's here to show us what we should do. And so it's really funny. I find that Jesus, here he is, someone, we got somebody trying to talk Jesus who doesn't really need to be baptized, someone talking to him and saying to him, you don't need to be baptized. I, I, you know, I should be baptized by you. Why am I? And he says, I want to do it. I find it funny that people would say, I don't need to be baptized. When, yeah, yeah. What did, what did, what did John say? John said, you need to be baptized. You know, when my wife and I, we dated for a while uh, before we got married. Uh, we're still dating now, uh, in a, just in a different way. But we dated for a little while, right? And, and have you ever heard that song? I love that song. You know, we, we, we fell in love. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this to some guys sometimes. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it, right? If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. See, there's only so long you can date and say you love someone until you want to try to prove it. There's a, there's a point at which you should prove your love. Can I get an amen? And you prove your love by what? By saying, there's the ring, baby. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's go all the way. I don't want to leave. I love you. No, nobody else but you, but you. Never mind. <laughs> I want to be, let's, I want to be loved by you. Anyways, it's just, baptism is exactly the same. You say you love God. You say you've turned to God. Well, then put a ring on it. Get in that water. Get baptized. Because there's a process of that baptism that happens here. It's a declaration. And we saw a beautiful baptism this past uh, Thursday. It was a wonderful baptism. I loved every, every minute of it. That person was totally giving their life to Jesus. And they were telling the world that that's what they wanted. It is a declaration that I have decided to follow Jesus. It is a public declaration. That's exactly what you're doing when you say, uh, I want to be baptized. I want to leave the things of this world. I want to leave the way of this world, and I want to walk in God. I fully am trusting in God. That's exactly what it is. When I get married, I say to my wife, I am going to fully love you through thick and thin, through good times and bad times, for better, for worse. All of those things. That's what you're saying. And if you can't do the little things, if you can't be faithful in the little things, how can God give you much? This is a little thing. But yet, God wants to give you much. And so here he is. He's, he's, he's going for it. And he, he, he does it. And I love what he says. He says, let's do what is, what is required. Let's, let's, let's do what is righteous. 
I find what's very interesting about, about us as, as believers sometimes is, is that God will speak to us and will tell us something like, hey, you got, you, you got, you, you know, God healed you. And so, so let's say, let's say I had like high blood pressure and, and God healed me of high blood pressure. Like, let's say it actually happened. Like, here I am, I have high blood pressure and then all of a sudden I get prayed for and I get healed from high blood pressure right after that. And so since I got healed, the next week I eat fried food and salt all week. That's kind of like not walking in what God did. See, we say God will provide, but we don't go look for a job. Well, God, you know, he, he'll provide, but you still need to, like, when you, when you come to my door and I open the door and I say, come in, you still have to walk in. I remember when, when we first, Carol and I, when we were first started, uh, like our first church, uh, uh, we came out of school and we went to this town and at that point it was really hard, the, the, the finding a job at that time, there was just not a lot of jobs then. And so like for three months I looked every day, she'll tell you, I went out every day, I went to companies, I'd walk right in the door and say, here I am, hire me, you know. Three months, couldn't find a job. I got to a point where like, and I was like qualified, I, I was a computer guy and had experience and everything I I went to a circle K and applied I don't care God said he would supply whether it's through circle K or through a profession it don't matter to me I'll do whatever it takes that God will provide can I get an amen see we I'm not too you just gotta you know you just gotta go for it you gotta go check it out you can't just say uh, you know God's gonna give you a job remember we so then we were praying and here we are praying and and all of a sudden like God spoke to me. He said, Donald, you got a job. I looked over at Carol. I said, Carol, I got a job. She goes, where? I said, I don't know. But God just told me I have a job. But I didn't just sit there. I don't know why, but I thought of this company that I had applied a, a, a little while ago, a few months ago or a month or two ago, and I called them. And they said, oh, isn't it interesting that you called? It just so happens that we opened up a brand new job and it, you fit it perfectly. Boom, I had a job. When God says he's giving you something, he's giving you as a gift, but you need to walk in it. You absolutely need to walk in it. So when God says be, be baptized, do it. Because when you do it, things happen. And that's what happened with Jesus. When he, he, it says he got baptized, right? And then what happens? It says when he came up out of the water, the heavens opened. When we walk in God, when we do what God wants, especially when we turn to God, if we talk about our initial uh, experience of coming to Christ, or I would even say almost any time you turn to God, I'll say it that way, every time you turn to God, what happens is the heavens open up. What that means is you have access. Woo! Access. That's what it says. You have access into heaven. Ephesians chapter 2, it says it twice. It says you have access to the Father. You can be confident and bold to go to the Father and have, you have access to access heaven. What's in heaven? Woo! Everything you need for life and godliness. You have access to it now. I, I, I'll say it this way. Honestly, do me a favor. I want you to pray big prayers this week. I want you to trust God with big things. Now, I'm going to tell you what a big thing is, okay? Some of us, we go to God and we say, God, give me money. 
Do you realize that's a small thing? So he says, right now it's a big thing. It's a small thing. You remember Solomon? Remember? Remember? He came to God. God said, hey, I'll give you riches. I'll give you power. I'll give you houses. What do you want? He's a smart guy. He said, nope. I'll take wisdom, which is from the Holy Spirit. I'll take wisdom. God says, whoa, you're a smart man. You're a smart man. Why? After he got wisdom, what did he get? All the other things he asked for. See, like when you go to God, maybe you should ask God for peace. Because whether you have money or not, peace is a good thing to have. Because you can have peace when you don't have money, and you can have peace when you have money. Go to God and say, I want joy. How about if you ask him for these seven things? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. By the way, guess what that is? That is the fruit of of the Spirit. God wants to give you the Spirit. God wants to give you Himself. You see, here's this God who's rich, who has everything in the world. He is your Father, and He's saying to you, I want to give you every possible thing can I, I want to give you. What is the best thing I can give you? I'll give you my Spirit. It's the best thing you could have. is His Spirit. That's what he wants to pour out in you. And the heavens are open and the Spirit is there to descend upon you because that's the next thing that happens. It says the heavens open and then the Spirit, it says the Spirit descended upon Christ like a dove. And if I could say this, and I know I, I have time enough to say this, this is the key to everything. This is the most important thing, or let me say it this way, the most important person that you could receive. The most, it is the most important thing that could happen to you. And that is that the Spirit of God descends upon you. Now, my wife and I, we, we like to watch this uh, we started watching, uh, someone turned us on to the, the, this, this series. I'm getting an echo here. Sorry, guys. Uh, a series called The Crown. And Carol and I were watching this, and there's a scene where he's not King George yet. He's about to become King George. And he's talking to his daughter, and they're playing. They're getting ready. They're practicing for him to become king. And... When he got done saying this, my wife and I looked at each other and go, whoa, that is exactly what the anointing of God does for you. And so I want to just play this little small clip. It's about one minute. I want you to listen carefully because what he says is exactly what will happen or does happen to you when you get the anointing of God upon you. So guys, you want to roll that?
God wants to pour out the anointing on you. And you will become in direct contact with the divine. I just think that is so amazing. He has called us to be kings and priests of the Most High God. So the only way for you to become a king or a queen or a priest of the Most High God is you need the anointing of God. You need to be touched by the divine, transformed. See, when, 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 when God opened up the heavens and He descended like a dove upon Jesus, God said what? He said, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased or in whom I, I'm like happy with. Jesus, in a sense, he got his identity right then. When the Holy Spirit came on him, he received his identity. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive your identity. You are a shell of yourself, of what you really are supposed to be. Inside the Holy Spirit, He has your identity. And He wants to pour it out on you. He wants to place it upon you and give you your identity. Because without your identity, you are, you are helpless to fight against the evils of this world. It's really all about your identity. Reinhard Bonnke said it like this. There is a, a flame with your name. There is, there, is, there is an anointing that God wants to pour out on you that when you receive that anointing, you will be transformed and you will become who God destined you to be. Then you can stand and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and He has anointed me to set the captives free, to preach good news to the captives, to proclaim the day of the favor of the Lord or the year of the favor of the Lord. You need the anointing of God. You desperately need the anointing. And, and, and let me say this, that, that, that this, this anointing is, is, is greater than like, we, we kind of sometimes look at the, the, the outpouring of the Spirit kind of like drops, like God puts a drop on you and then puts another drop on you. And throughout your life, he keeps putting drops on you. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The anointing of the Spirit, it is, he is the Spirit. He's a person. He comes in all his fullness when he anoints you. Not pieces of him. Not parts of him. Not some of him. All of him. He comes. When I'm in this room, I am a person, right? I have come in this room fully. I'm not like half out there and half in here. The Holy Spirit, when he anoints you, he comes in fullness. And he pours out over you this anointing that gives you 
your identity. In Acts it says, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power and he went about doing good and healing all those under the, uh, that were under the power of the devil. When you get anointed, God takes you from under the power of the devil over the top and not even close. You are so far above that you have power to knock down the enemy. So, I want us to, this morning, I want us to ask God for the anointing. And if maybe you already say, well, I've already been anointed. Okay. Ask Him for a fresh revelation of the anointing. When my kids were growing up, Rachel learned her first name, but she had to learn her last name. When I, when I was, so like, you have to keep telling them who they are. When I came into the king, when I came into into the kingdom, I was a baby. When I was born here on this earth, I I I, I didn't know my dad, even though he was my dad. Like I didn't really know him. I had an ident- identity when I was born. I already was receiving the inheritance that my father had, but I had no idea what that was. So you're learning and growing. So maybe you've already felt like you had the anointing. It's time that we understand it better. It's time that we understand it more. Get a revelation. Get a fresh touch of God speaking to you and telling you, I am who I am. Maybe he needs to put some post-its up. The thing I loved what she said earlier is that <laughs> no longer was she looking at her reflection. She was looking at the declarations. I love that. Some of you need to get a fresh revelation of who God is. He, he wants to like kind of, I want to say anoint you over again, if I could say it that way, but you understand what I'm saying. Is this was only the first part, and then we're going to pray in a second. The first part was that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He came down. But then he was tested. And it, it's interesting because before he was tested, it says he went into the desert led, uh, like led by the Holy Spirit. And then when he came out of the desert, it says he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that next week. But today I just want us to get a touch. Yeah, another touch. So in a minute I'm going to have you stand. But before you do, I'm just going to talk to these guys online for a second. Guys, I'm going to cut off and we're going to just keep worshiping a little bit here. If you want a touch from God, if you want an anointing from God, you maybe you don't know who you are, I want you to put it in the chat box and we will have our prayer team will, will contact you and we will pray for you. Or, or maybe you just need to just sit there for a while and, and after you shut this off, just listen to some music and let the Holy Spirit descend upon your household. Okay, so God bless you. Pour out, I pray he pours out his spirit upon you wherever you are. And, and trust me, we do have people from all around the world watching. They, they, they text me and they tell me, thank you. you know, so, so, you know, wherever you are, the Holy Spirit is, you know, he's there, I'm sure. Let him touch you. God bless you. Have a great day. I'm going to have a stand.